This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apinov. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast, and my name is Andrew. It's kind of hard to believe for me, but this is the 50th episode of the show. And uh, I took a two weeks pause with the podcast to think on how to make this anniversary edition special. And uh, I believe it was a good idea, in fact, because today we don't only have a great guest, but this guest is also an author of a new Wisping course, which is out uh, literally today on the day when uh, this podcast is published. The name of the guest is Ilpo, who many of you know as Resound. Uh, he's a successful drum and bass producer and author of the Resound Sound blog, a popular among electronic music producers. He was a guest on this show already, on the third episode, and you can find the link uh, to it in the show notes. I've known Resound for many, many years as, as a former drum and bass DJ myself, and uh, for several years personally, and I have always been amazed by not just his production skills, but his approach to teaching others and uh, the productivity insights he's been sharing on his blog. Uh, and early last year, we discussed this idea of creating a course on productivity for musicians. Uh, Ilpo liked the idea, and now we begin to reveal um, it's our growth training and community platform called Wispin, the course under the title of Smart Productivity for Musicians, Accomplish More as an Artist and Live a More Meaningful Life. Uh, please don't assume that this is a show where we only talk about the course. It's uh, actually a very practical episode on its own and it focuses on what so many musicians struggle with procrastination. So you will hear uh, the six most common reasons artists procrastinate and of course ways to overcome. So hopefully uh, after listening to this episode you will have um, a better idea on how to get more stuff done. Uh, before we begin, for uh, a few important notes about the course. If you're a member of Wispin, just watch out for email announcements. You don't have to do anything special, just consume the course. Uh, you will have full access to it, obviously. We reveal uh, one new chapter every week. If you're not a member of Wispin and listening to the show the same week it's out, then be sure to check out the page in the show notes. Um, uh, the link is uh, resoundsound.com uh, forward slash smart dash productivity. Once again, the link is in the show notes. Uh, it's a page on uh, uh, Ilpo's website. And uh, if you sign up from that page this week, you get a bunch of cool bonuses from Ilpo and me. If you're listening to the show after the launch week, you should still definitely go to that same page uh, and sign up. Most probably you will get access to several chapters at once, so maybe the whole course, so you win in any case. And, and trust me, you still want to uh, take some time to go through all of it and implement the uh, the knowledge. Uh, the course is, is just amazing. I completed it myself uh, in, when it was in the uh, draft form and I will be completing it again with uh, all other Wispiness as we reveal um, a new chapter once a week as there is definitely lots of productivity-wise that I need to improve myself just as pretty much everyone. So I hope you enjoyed just as this very episode. Now 
the interview with Ilpo Resound. Hello on the show again. It's really cool to have you. How are you doing, Topaz? Hello, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me and uh, yeah, really happy to be here. What's up? What's the latest? So first of all, just tell me what you've been working on. And uh, I think I may learn something new from you in terms of your music project. So uh, if you don't mind sharing something on the latest. Yeah, well, I've been music wise, I've been working on, on a couple of main projects lately. I've been working on my band, The Levels, and also big collaboration project called Module 8, which is a drum and bass project between myself and four other producers. That is Deep Bridge, Skeptical Loxy, and Kid Drama. So we've just made an album. It's coming out on Exit Recordings pretty soon, I think in about a week or two. So been busy on, on that stuff and making lots of music, but also um, I've been busy writing and finishing the uh, productivity course we are about to reveal very soon on, on Wispin. Yeah, so since uh, this, the recording, the, this show goes out pretty much right after we record it. Uh, so um, most probably people will already be able to sign up to Wispin to start getting the lessons. Yeah, but It's something right. that I'm extremely excited about and I'm grateful for you contributing to the platform. And it's something that you've been working for a while. I think we started planning it last year, right? Yeah, yeah, we started, yeah, I think it's been more than a year, maybe one and a half years or something. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a long ride and, and I've learned a lot in the process as well. And, and there's, you know, it's an endless journey productivity wise, you know, you're always learning. And one of the problems for me, I think was when I, I was always, revi- I ended up always revising things and because I'm always learning more and, and I just end up changing things up and I want to improve the text and stuff. But I mean, it was good to get, get it done now and, and just decide it's done and move forward. I think it's, there's a lot of good stuff for, for people to kind of draw from here already. And yeah, there's just no point in <laughs> endless revising. Yeah, I think it may also be relevant to uh, the topic we picked yeah, for, for sure. For this uh, specific yeah. episode, but yeah, for sure, so, and it just it also yeah. goes to show, like even though I write about these topics, it's many times it comes from my own mistakes and learning from what I've done. So you know, no one's perfect. And I think it makes it particularly interesting and real because you're talking from your own experience. Yeah, definitely. So the whole theme of uh, productivity is not necessarily new. There is a number of great writers and speakers and so on, but I don't uh, think and I haven't seen anyone focusing on uh, these aspects that deeply in the music context and how musicians can improve uh, their productivity and uh, musicians and producers as any creatives need these tips a lot from my experience. But So can you tell me a little bit still on uh, why you decided to look into this whole theme? Uh, so uh, yeah, you, you struggled with uh, delivering new tunes or so why? Um, yeah, for me, it kind of started because I started writing my blog about five or six years ago. And yeah, I was first, it was just about writing like technical tips about music production. But as I wrote more and more, I began to kind of realize there's so much more to being creative and the whole productivity side of things started to really interest me. And 
I don't know. I just started reading a lot and I realized like there's so much I can improve on. I was, I was always pretty like pretty good with like in terms of making music and getting it out there. But also at the same time, there was always tons of stuff that never got finished or, or, you know, there was times when I was, wasn't really feeling very motivated and didn't know what to do. And, and there's so much you can improve on. And especially as I began becoming more and more professional in my, in my music, it really became an issue to be more efficient because time is often an issue as well. So there's some only 24 hours in a day for everyone. And, and you want to be able to kind of be efficient with your work and also enjoy your free time and, and have a good balance in life. And that's what I think productivity really is about. So I just kind of started getting really interested in on the topic and I started writing about it from a musician's perspective in the blog. And I think at some point uh, you probably saw some of my writings and hit me up about the uh, idea of doing the course. And, and here we are. Yeah. Exciting. Once again, I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I really like that this is happening yeah. finally. Yeah, me uh, too. Me too. So, and just like something that I want to make clear right away is that it's not just uh, an issue that you've been going through and uh, just for yourself, uh, like from my experience, even based on the topics that are created on the Whisping Forum from time to time, musicians do feel burnout or just frustrated of uh, having a pile of like hundreds of unfinished tracks or, or, or not getting some things done in terms of music business and marketing and so on. And I think that you've heard from quite a few artists as well on the topic. So can you just confirm or comment on this idea that it's a global issue and musicians may not be aware that other artists are going for the same thing? Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely a global issue. Like you said, uh, just times have changed a lot, like in the past 10, even in the past 10 years, world has become a, a very complex place with lots of information. And that really is contributing to, I mean, it's great, but it's creating some problems as well some new kinds of problems and it's issues with focusing and procrastination and things like that. And a lot of people are struggling with it, not just musicians, but I, I think it's just very, very universal. And we have so many possibilities these days to do stuff and in different ways. And it just breeds a kind of indecisiveness and procrastination. And that's really something that touches a lot of people. And I've noticed that with my own blog readers as well, and people who hit me up on email and and the comments on the blog, it's its just something that touches a lot of people. Yeah, so it's something that we hope that uh, artists will be interested in checking out and, and, and going through all the topics that yeah. you've covered. So just to get to the, the points and the topic of this episode, and uh, I guess that some of the listeners may maybe started listening because they felt some relevance to the theme that we've picked. So basically, we going to demonstrate what this whole thing is is about not by talking about all the things that you've covered it would take too much time but about one particular topic so uh and can you reveal what exactly we are going to to cover right yeah now? i thought i thought it would be nice to talk about procrastination in specific because that is something like i said it will touch touches a lot of people and it's something there's some quite concrete things actually you can you can do to make it better. And so dissolving procrastination was, I think, a good topic for us to speak about today in more in depth. Sounds good. So if I got your approach right, as we've 
this topic and with some of the others, you suggest to look deeper into the problem and understand the sources of the issue to, to fight it. So yeah. to, you need to, to see your enemy here and realize what exactly is going on. So you want to to comment on that and maybe start with, I know, the issues, the, the, the co- uh, what causes? What was the yeah, yeah, we could... Let's get into that in just a little bit. First, I think it's important to talk also about identifying procrastination because, and talk about what it really is. Because not all unproductive time is actually procrastination and it's important to have downtimes as well. Right. But I think it becomes a problem when you realize you're not really moving forward with your projects. And, you know, I think we really can't cure procrastination. That's the wrong way to approach it. That I think it's important to understand we're not trying to cure anything. We're just trying to like, because I think procrastination is, it actually serves an important role in our lives as a counterbalance of all the hectic doing. But we're just, I think the bottom line is you won't be able to fool yourself. Like if you're not getting important stuff done, then that's when you're having a problem with procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone gets these moments, but sometimes if you don't really think about it, it can get really bad and out of control. So I think it's just important to realize that first of all. So for example, like if I'm doing 10 minutes of meditation and recharge, uh, then it's actually this non-doing serves a particular purpose. But if I just browse Facebook, which is energy consuming, it can rather be considered procrastination. So this kind of distinction I think actually, yeah, well, yeah, it could be seen that way, but also like, I don't see any problem with, with being on Facebook or, or spending time watching TV either. I mean, we need that kind of time when we're not really focusing on anything or in particular and just kind of let our, ourselves recharge. But if you, you just have to make sure that when you are doing your work, you will be able to focus on that work instead mm-hmm. of going to Facebook then. So it's important to have that kind of distinction between work time and off time. Got you. Clear. Yeah. I just mm. want to make sure. How, yeah. I think how, because how the problem is like we get a lot of the tools we are using, like a lot of the websites we are using, like YouTube, for example, we use it for information related to our work, but also we use it for um, entertainment. So sometimes these things can get mixed up. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's <laughs> something that everyone experienced. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was thinking yeah. like, yeah, maybe we should just talk about the um, main reasons, some of the main reasons for procrastination and look at some uh, some quick tips and solutions for those. Sure. Sounds yeah. good. So actually, I have a list of six different reasons. So I'm just going to list all of those now and, and we can then just talk. We'll go through each of them mm-hmm. after that. So the first one I think is a big reason is is the desire to avoid big tasks. Second one fear of failure or rejection. That's a big one as well. Third reason for procrastination, I think, is helplessness when facing complexity, which is just what we talked about. The uh, world today we face is very, very complex. Mm -hmm. Fourth one is lack of motivation or focus. Fifth one is just what we just touched on, compulsive internet habits. Well, it can be any compulsive habits really, but I think the major one for most of us is related to internet and spending too much time on websites like Facebook and YouTube or checking your email when you should be working. And finally, the sixth reason for procrastination, I think, is actually probably maybe even the biggest one of all, but it's, it's also kind of obvious, 
this physical fatigue. So it's not taking care of yourself properly, which really, really results to a lot of different problems, but also causes a lot of procrastination. Yeah, I mean, solid points. Yeah. You want to go in more detail about all of those? Yeah, yeah. Let's just start with the first one and, and we'll just go through each of them in, in a little bit more detail. So first one, desire to avoid big tasks. I think, you know, we're all, all quite familiar with like when we have something big to do, it's, it's easy. I mean, it's easy to postpone even small tasks in life, but it becomes even much easier when you have something big to tackle. That is not particularly, if you're not feeling particularly inspired, it's just easy to say, I'm going to do it later. There's many reasons for like avoiding these kind of big tasks. We might not feel we're having the time to get to it right now, or it might be boring. We might feel it's difficult. We may not have the right information or the right tools to, to do the task, or we might even not always realize we don't have the right information or tools. But I think there's some effective tips on how you can actually get around these obstacles. First of all, I think it's important to break big tasks down into smaller chunks because really there's no such thing as a big task. Is it like it's a series of small tasks, really? Mm-hmm. So don't, I mean, for example, if you think about musicians, you should not think about like, I have to write an album, for example, because you can't write an album right now. You can probably not even start and finish a single track in one session. So it's more important. It's important to think like just break it down to small tasks and, you know, think maybe think that what's the first thing that you really have to do in order to progress the goal of writing an album, just open your door and, and create maybe an idea for a track or, or finish a mix down or you're working on something like that. Just make it a series of small tasks and try not to think of anything as one big task. That's, I think that's a really big, big one to just break down big tasks to something that is actually doable right now. That's the main point of it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. I, I can see that it's applicable to music marketing as well. Marketing, sometimes yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, all kinds of things like there's so many things in in a musician's and artist's life that you know seem like or or are actually are really big projects, but then you just have to you just have to break it down to smaller chunks and just yeah. It's a good idea to, to just write down all the small steps you need to do in, in order to make things happen also and just take it from there. Clear? Yeah. I think also like just still on desire to avoid big tasks, just commit to just starting. I think it's important to just start and take it from there. Like don't even think about finishing something. Just think about starting. That's really something that has helped me quite a lot. Because you can get into the flow without yeah. realizing that it, you just uh, yeah because it also the latest science about motivation tell, tells us that actually one of the our biggest motivators for humans is actually doing itself so there's all kinds of external things but the biggest things that motivate us is actually the action itself so once you get started it's more often than not you're gonna get going and everyone knows that starting is the hardest part of in pretty much in anything, right? So it makes perfect sense. So just get started. Don't worry about anything else. Just worry about getting started and, and you'll be going good. Still on the same topic, desire to avoid big, ta- big tasks. It's good to connect with why you really want to do the task also. Because sometimes we might, I might forget 
the reasons why we are actually doing something. So just think about, really stop and think about why do you want to do this? What is the goal that you are progressing and by doing this? And it will make, really clarify it to yourself and it will really help you in, in get, gathering the motivation and focus necessary mm-hmm. to finish it. Got you. Yeah. And fourth one, I think is something I used to have a lot of problems with, but I'm learning a lot about it and, and becoming better is asking people to help you out actually. So if you're like, for example, if you're having a messy studio, like I often do, I had actually a really, really messy studio a while back and I just, I couldn't get myself to do all the cleaning and stuff. So I just invited a friend over and we're just making food and having some beers and, you know, just doing it with him. And it was just so completely different and easy to get it done. And we were really happy with the results as well. So, you know, just ask someone to help you out, whatever, you know, it might be. The task could be anything, but as long as it's something that you, you, someone can help you out with, don't be afraid to ask people to help you out. It's cool. a really good one, actually. Yeah, that's good advice as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the first one, you know. Second reason for procrastination, the fear of failure or re- rejection. It's fearing, like fear is a very primal instinct in us. And it's, if we really think about what fear is, it's the instinct to oppose change in the favor of stability. So it serves actually a very important role in our lives. And, and like, if you think about human evolution, in the prehistoric times, taking risks and failing was a really serious thing. So one like simple misjudgment could cost your life and your family's life. So we've evolved to kind of naturally avoid these kinds of taking any risks. So we have evolved as a species to maintain status quo instead of taking risks. So that kind of fear of change and fear of taking risk is actually kept us alive up to this point. But the world has really changed now. It's not, especially for an artist and a musician, we actually have to put ourselves out there and and take these risks. And obviously it's not a matter of life and death anymore, but our brain really doesn't realize that. Mm-hmm. It's, to our brain, it's all the same, where it's just, it just has a tendency to oppose change. Even if you know on a rational level, it's good for you. Your underlying mentality is still opposing the change. So it's a really big one to, to, that causes procrastination because you have fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of change, fear of maybe even learning new things. Because even if your change is for the good, like if you become very successful with your music, it's going to change your life and you have to learn new skills and, and you know, everything is going to change. So you, you might be subconsciously actually fearing that as well. So yeah, interesting. It's, it, yeah, it's really important for, for us as artists to kind of fight that. And I personally like to see fear as, as a way of, as kind of waypoint that shows me the way to where, where the biggest progress is to be made. So if, if there's something that I'm nervous about, something that I'm kind of afraid about, that's usually the precise thing that I actually need to do in order to make the biggest progress in my career. So I think, you know, you just have to push yourself and you will be really happy that you kind of take these steps. And for example, I did my first speaking gig about a week ago in a university in Helsinki. And I was really, really nervous about doing it for like four months before, you know, <laughs> I did it. I was kind of very, very nervous, but uh, I saw it as a way to like, I knew that's something I want to do and it's going to improve my confidence as a speaker and it's going to 
give me some new connections and and it's really something I need to be doing so I just took the challenge and and did it and it wasn't so bad after all yeah and yeah. is it also this uh, reason in, in your opinion when I mean it's I think kind kind of family for musicians to get a big uh, recording almost done like an album for example but delaying the release for whatever reasons and, and not getting it out there because of fear yeah is it happening because of fear in your opinion it's one reason i think that there can there's probably many other reasons as well but one reason is really is just you know maybe fearing i think in that case it's mostly about fear of rejection or fear of criticism because you are never never really happy with at least i am never really 100 happy with what i've done and You know, especially with big projects like albums that I've been working on for a long time, you start thinking like you always want to improve it and make it better. But really the underlying reason is, is our brain is saying like, what if people are not going to like this? Or what if I'm going to get, you know, bad feedback or criticism and, you know, people are not going to like my music. So that's just, I think, a really big reason that causes procrastination for musicians. Then you have to realize also that everyone else It's gonna hear the your music differently in any case, like in different ways than you are hearing it in any case. At some point, you just have to decide it's done and, and move forward. Got you, great. And I really like this idea that fear can be used as some sort of a GPS as I'm seeing it. So if you... Yeah, experience, yeah. If I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, just use it as a GPS. No, it's cool because it's a very like, naturalist thing. You cannot really fight it. And like my two cents here is just, I think that oftentimes people think that those well-known artists and uh, leaders, they are not afraid, they don't have fear. And I don't yeah. think it's ever true. I think. No, it's not true. I think the way it works is just, they used to be afraid of the very things they're good at now, but they have other things they're probably afraid of and moving towards. So everyone has challenges to face and just... Once you face them, you probably usually realize it wasn't so bad as you imagined. Because we are very good at blowing things out of proportion in our own heads. All right. Yeah. Cool. I think it's sectionable enough. Uh, mm. So yeah, it, it gives an idea on how to face it. You cannot avoid it at all. Uh, you just need to understand that you are not the only exactly. one going yeah. through it. And you just yeah. have to yeah. do something with Yeah, 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 yeah. Just use it, use it to guide you forward. Yeah. Uh, I think the next one uh, reason for procrastination is helplessness when facing complexity. So that's a specific problem to, to the society we live in now. Things have got in increasingly complex and sometimes it's just in our own minds. We're just making things complex, but it's still, you know, the end result is still the same. So it's something that especially I think aspiring artists, new artists struggle with and also Anyone with a more analytical kind of personality tend to struggle with this problem. The massive amount of choice we have these days in everything, it just doesn't make things easy for us. Yeah. So, but again, we, we always tend to assume the worst when we face the unknown. So we blow things out of proportion and we amplify the complexity in our own minds quite often. So first of all, get your head, try to get your head straight with that and think about if it really is that complex. If the thing you're facing is really that difficult or is, could it be, is there a simpler way to think about it? And I think this is getting a little bit abstract, but I have two main 
ways to uh, kind of solve these kinds of problems with, with facing complexities. First, you simplify as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Simplify. And second, you get a smart and properly timed education and information. Those are the two main things because first of all, simplifying, like you probably heard of the 20-80 rule, yeah. like 20% of doing usually brings you the 80% of the results. So that really applies here to think about, it's a good way to simplify, think about what, what's the 20% that you really need to focus on that will bring you the 80% of the results and make those choices and commit to doing it and just simplify the process, whatever you're working on. Maybe it's finishing an album or maybe even just finishing a mix down and you, you have so many tracks going on and you don't really know what to do and where to go next. And just think about the 20%. Maybe it's the drums that really actually is the core of the problem. So just focus on that just to give you an example. Second, I think also what breeds complexity is not having the right kind of information to deal with things. So education is very important. And, and I think, you know, people listening to this, many of them are probably members of WeSpin already, and, and they're in a really good place, actually, when it comes to that, because, I mean, they're getting a lot of good information and, and very, like, current information from WeSpin. But even or not, if you're not a member of WeSpin, I mean, this applies to everyone just as well. Like, just educate yourself about the uh, challenges you're facing at any given time. And, and as you're kind of as your understanding grows on the topic, it will become much much easier for you to push through. You'll be able to focus on the right things instead of spending your time on something that doesn't really matter in terms of the outcome. Right. And, you know, I want to share something here. You just, like, when you mentioned these two approaches, like, on their own, they completely, like, make sense and sound logical and so on. But I think the real power of this is when these two are combined my personal, I just realized myself that I've been facing this for quite a while. When I see a very complex project, something new to me, I can mm-hmm. really focus on the second approach with learning and uh, diving into, you know, video lessons and reading stuff. But um, I don't, oftentimes don't uh, start working on the project yeah. too early because yeah. it's still, it seems even more complex after I, I learn new stuff yeah. about it. That's also, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. It really is very crucial to just not get stuck with the learning and reading because it's very easy for us to do that. And I do that too all the time. I mean, I do it all the time. I go on, you know, when I should be working on something, I just go on YouTube to find out like how to do something. And then I find myself learning more and more about it and becoming more indecisive. But yeah, it's important to kind of make the distinction of like, I would call it just in time learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it's not my, it's a widely used term, but I think it applies here. It means that you learn about something you really need to be doing now and not anything else. So, and apply it. So it will be. Yeah. And, and then apply it. Yeah. yeah. Don't learn just because of you're curious, but learn because you really need to get something done. So apply things. And, you know, in, in order to really build your knowledge, you always, anyway, you have to, because learning it's, how should I put it? You have to put your, knowledge in action in order to really learn something so it's not enough to read or watch about something your brain really needs you to actually put that stuff in action and do it in order to like make the necessary changes in your in your brain circuits to make these things permanent and you know there's so much 
kind of, I think you could call it silent knowledge or, or whatever that, that cannot be learned from reading or watching, but only by doing. Right. Absolutely agree yeah. here. And this is something that I encourage everyone that it's wisping to do, like to put uh, this knowledge uh, into action as soon as yeah. possible. It's really not about learning all these like social network tips and tricks and uh, and marketing stuff. It just, it makes sense only when you apply it. And I mean, it's not just about wisping anything related yeah. to production yeah. and yeah. marketing, your music. Yeah, it's very important to to keep reminding people about that as well. Because it's easy to forget, and and like I said, I forget about it all the time. And I mean, it's fun to learn, and, and we are curious by nature. So it's a nice way to spend time. But then you you have to remember that in order to really learn something, you have to also put it in action. And on a side note, I think you and I we found another interesting hack in learning things. It's by teaching. I yeah. It's oh really yeah. Cool I mean, that's way. the biggest one. That really is like. Uh, yeah, I just actually spoke about in the speaking event I recently had. I think, you know, the biggest reason for blogging for me is at the moment, like I didn't realize it when I first started blogging, but really the biggest reason for me to blog now is has become because it, it's such a powerful learning tool for me. You know, when I write about something, I really have to focus on it and I really have to do my research and make sure, you know, I get everything right. I mean, oftentimes I still don't. I mean... Of course, but still, it makes me really, really learn something much better. And, and I have to apply these things in action and see how it really pans out and before I can write about it in public. So definitely teaching, writing, and I would even encourage like everyone listening to just if you're not feeling like uh, starting a blog or something, then just start writing for yourself. You know, maybe... It doesn't have to be anything big, but just a small journal or maybe every day you can write at the end of the day, you can write a few thoughts about uh, what you've been doing and what has been inspiring you today and something, what have you learned today and just any thoughts that brings to mind at the end of the day, just write them down. And that's, I think it's after a while, it becomes a really powerful tool for you. Fully agree. Great tip here. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've gone through um, three reasons out of the six reasons for procrastination now. So first one was desire to avoid big tasks. Second one, fear of failure or rejection. And this third one, helplessness when facing complexity. So we have three more to go. Next up is lack of motivation or focus. So motivation and focus are really not some external things that we, we need to chase. We all have them inside us. We just, it's just a matter of kind of finding them and because we tend to lose them often in our daily lives. So I think, well, we have a, entire topics in the course, entire big lessons about motivation and focus. So we have two full lessons on those. So I think we should not, because they are really huge topics. I'll just give you one very good tip on kind of improving these things right now. It's how to motivate you. I think a really powerful way is to think about the negative consequences of not completing the task you are doing right now. I mean, just think about how this not completing what you're doing is going to affect you. And for me, that really works really well always, you know, and think about, you know, the other people who are probably affected by it. Maybe you're uh, trying to finish a track or maybe the label is waiting for you to finish something. A lot of people are going to be disappointed if you're not going to make it happen in time. So that always gets me going. So just one powerful tip for boosting your motivation and focus. And it also comes down to 
to connecting with the purpose of clarifying to yourself why you are really doing something. Yeah. So looking both into external and internal reasons, but it's kind of a, a brutal approach maybe, but I guess very, no, I know that it's very effective. I fully agree. So yeah. just remembering why you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. So let's jump on to the next one. I think we already touched down on it a couple of times. Compulsive habits, especially when it comes to internet, using the internet. And for it's another big one for me personally. But I'm, I've been learning a lot. I've been becoming a lot better at it. I mean, the online time wasting, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, email, forums, whatever it may be. Like there's so many different ways to spend time online. And I'm not really trying to, I really don't want to demonize, you know, these things. I mean, the problem really is that on the one hand, we use them for, use these services for our entertainment and social engagement. But then we also use the very same services for our work and education. And then, you know, you get these things mixed up. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it really is, I think, in the context of productivity, it's important to understand the role of the internet as, as a tool for your work. So... For example, I, when I'm doing uh, music or when I'm writing, I just decide to not like not use the internet for anything else than my work-related stuff for maybe three hours or two hours. And it's a simple decision to make. Just, you know, no Facebook. If I have to go to YouTube to research something, that's fine. But again, you just have to make it really clear to yourself to just use it as a tool for whatever you are doing right now. And after I'm done with the tasks, I will just give myself the permission to, to do whatever I want. But, you know, until then, it's a very simple decision to make, I think. Work time is work time. And, you know, the rest of the time you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I agree. This is from my pers uh, perspective uh, when I think about social media also as, um, as a way to, you know, grow your following and so on. As a tool, but not just as a source of learning, but uh, as a promotional tool. It's pretty much the same. So focusing on, I mean, you have to be on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, but you, yeah. can, you can focus on just doing what you need to, uh, yeah. which can be taking very little time, actually, if you're using the tools and so on. But mm -hmm. yeah, so that's a really good yeah. one. I yeah. On topic of Instagram and Twitter also, I think it's important to, to also <laughs> not cheat by uh, using the internet on your phone when you're working. It's just the same thing. I think, you know, I find myself often doing that but i think it's important to like put your phone on silent or turn off notifications or whatever you need to do to kind of not have that distraction coming when you're working damn i didn't think about it now yeah, <laughs> yeah and then, yeah like every time your work gets interrupted your brain has to when you come back to it your brain has to realign to the task you were doing and it actually takes a lot of mental energy out of you And we only have so much to spend every day. And and if you're if you're constantly moving back and forth between with your work and something else, then you're spending just so much energy on on something useless. And when you could just be doing focusing on your work first, and then doing the rest of the stuff later on, and 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 you'll be able to do both much better. Right. Yeah. So it's really a win-win situation. This like it's not a matter of not doing the social media or whatever. It's just a matter of when you really do it and doing it in a better way. Mm -hmm. Clear. So I think that covers it. I think we're good to move on to the final sure. big reason for procrastination, which I think is really a really, really big one. It's physical fatigue. So we kind of touched up on it. It's already like 
in terms of mental energy and mental capacity, but it also comes down to like things like eating, sleeping. It goes without saying our attention span and motivation really dips when we are tired or hungry or otherwise in poor health. And I think, you know, many of us still constantly neglect these basic things. And I used to as well. I've become a lot better at it as well, but, and no one's perfect for sure. But at least having some kind of like being conscious about it just helps a lot. Even some of us like live their entire lives, depriving themselves of like proper sleep or good nutrition, things like that. And it really affects like it actually affects the physical structure of your brain and like all these things. And it, it really uh, breeds procrastination and, and poor performance. So I'm not talking about being a superhuman or there's no single way to, or there's no one way to do it or become a bulletproof or anything. You, but you just need to like be conscious about it and take care of yourself. And I think the really the, the big things are eating properly or at least eating like whatever it may be for you. I'm not really here to give diet tips, but just making sure you're, you know, everyone knows, you know, lots of sugar is not good for you and things like that. Just make sure you're getting a good varied diet of, and you're getting all the important nutrients. And you're also important, I think, is to enjoy good food and, and you know, learn to cook and make food and enjoy it. Right. The second one, I think, is sleeping which I'm always having trouble with because I'm, I'm not a good sleeper by nature. So I really have to focus on doing some things right to, in order to, to sleep better. So just do what you can to sleep better. And I think it's also important to have a kind of have a regular sleeping pattern as well. Yeah. I just want to confirm the importance of that. Last year I was uh, kind of uh, yeah, diagnosed with um, a chronic fatigue. And oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's no fun when you, can't really do much yeah. do you feel sleepy all the time and yeah it yeah. affects it just destroys productivity basically yeah. it's terrible it is terrible and fortunately there's things you can do there's a lot of things you can do to affect it and of course then there's you know medication and stuff like that and then i'm not here to talk about i'm not an expert on that i'm just saying get the basic premises right and if that doesn't help then of course you should see a doctor about it and, and take it from there and my, my advice here is just to sleep more, like getting mm. eight hours of sleep if possible, which is mm. normally enough. Uh, it's just my, I, I just, I don't know, it, it's, we live in a society when it's almost promoted to, uh, to sleep less and um, yeah. you, it's not good in my opinion at all because you need to take care of that. And if you get enough sleep, you will be energized <laughs> most probably. Like it, For it, sure. It can improve your... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for me, the really big one is having a regular pattern of sleep. So just trying to like, it's not always possible, but, but I, I usually try to get to bed around the same time every day and get up around the same time because we have this thing called circadian rhythm mm -hmm. inside our, which is basically like a, a body clock inside our brain that all living organisms have that and it regulates our sleeping patterns and if you're always changing it up, it takes time for the circadian rhythm or your body clock to catch up. But if you just try to keep it constant as much as possible, then your body clock doesn't have to spend time kind of adjusting and catching up and it can actually regulate your sleep much better and more efficiently. Yeah. So it re regulates all those hormones that affect your sleep, you know, 
your stress hormones called cortisol is the biggest one. And also the one that makes you feel sleepy is, the, is called melatonin. Mm-hmm. So your body clock regulates all of those. And if you just try to focus on having, having a constant sleeping rhythm, you're just making its job much easier and, and you'll be having much easier time to sleep. That, that's the biggest thing for me, actually, uh, that I've noticed. I don't know if you, you've, you have noticed the same. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit difficult so, to control sometimes, but if yeah. you get it, and I also noticed that uh, I'm trying to pay attention at, you know, at what uh, phases of sleep you wake up because you can feel really uh, sleepy and not since uh, you feel like hitting this snooze button yeah. uh, for half an hour. But if yeah. you just uh, adjust the alarm 15 minutes before, 15 minutes later, probably you can wake up like yeah. fresh and feeling yeah. great. So exactly. you, you just paying attention to this. It's just, just my, my descent here. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, nobody really likes waking up anyway. I, I think it's the same for every, everyone. So, yeah, you just have to do it. <laughs> it, it yeah, true. And yeah. I wish I could control my cat's body clocks and stop yeah. waking up at 5 a.m. Oh, morning. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the same problem. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something that they don't care about. But yeah. we we have the ability to control that, which is yes, uh, in, yes. in ourselves at least. Yes, and we also we, we we humans we also by the way we have natural tendency to um, most of us at least uh, have natural tendency for we have a rhythm of if we go to sleep around ten in the evening and wake up at six, that's kind of the natural rhythm where our body clocks works the best. So if it's possible, I would encourage everyone to try it out and see if that works for you. It takes a while to adjust, but you know, at least it works for me really, really well. It's just kind of the natural rhythm our body clocks takes, and it's also regulated by light. So another important thing is to have dim your bedroom properly when you're sleeping. Cool. But yeah, I mean, there's so much we could talk about this. this no, <laughs> this it's a cool thing. topic. I, I, yeah. I really like it, but it's true that we probably need to try to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I have a couple of more quick ones for physical fatigue. Something people don't often think about is making sure getting your breathing enough fresh air. Fresh air is really big, actually. We spend a lot of time inside buildings and especially, I mean, often in small rooms as well where it's not properly ventilated. And even if it was mechanically ventilated, it's still not the same thing as breathing fresh air from the outside. So if you can just make sure to open the window or, or whatever you can do, if you can't do that, just take some walks or just try to get some fresh air. I'm using um, also an air purifier as well, which helps. So there's lots of ways to to go about. But yeah, your brain really needs fresh oxygen and fresh air to to function properly. So it's it, actually you uh, can be fixing several uh, causes of procrastination at once by going outside for half an hour, for example. Oh yeah, because absolutely. you also yeah get just rest from computer and yeah. so on. So yeah, yeah I would say that that is uh, the best way to do it is to take some breaks and go outside, even if it's for like two minutes. As long as you're not spending it smoking a cigarette, then, you know, you're yeah. good. Uh, something that I realized for myself is that like when I combine with uh, listening to audiobooks and, um, and our podcasts, it's, I just, <laughs> it's a triple win. So you get fresh, yeah. you just get distracted from, yeah, from that's online stuff and you learn something. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to mention also um, getting some physical exercise. I mean, it doesn't have to be much. 
but if you're not used to having doing any exercise but it's really important for our you know all bodily functions to get some exercise i mean walking is good but i would encourage you to do something a little bit more intensive and like i said it doesn't really have to be much to see and feel results if you're not used to exercising but it has to be something though it's really really powerful thing uh, in terms of killing procrastination and just improving your general productivity right uh, get some physical exercise again i'm not talking about like you know, being uh, getting heavily into sports or anything if you're not feeling like that. But, you know, just make sure you're getting something done. Even if it's just like, for example, today I don't have time to do anything more, but I've just, when I woke up, I did some push-ups and, you know, just something simple. It only takes like 15 seconds to do and, and then I'll do some more later on. And that's enough to, you know, keep me going for today. Yeah, that's a good one, really. So yeah, just yeah. Not, not, not much to it. I just fully agree. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I think I mean that's about it. I think you know the six biggest reasons for procrastination. I think we covered all those: desire to avoid big tasks, fear of failure or, re- or rejection, helplessness from facing complexity, lack of motivation or focus, compulsive habits, and physical fatigue. And then th- you provided some tips on fighting those. Yeah, and I think you know finally it's important to also realize that procrastination is a habit so learning to work with your habits is quite essential in also in fighting procrastination and it's another topic that is covered in more detail in yeah the course. yeah yeah it's actually the first lesson in the course so working with your habits and how to kind of because that's it's also something that i really didn't re- really uh hadn't really thought about much before i started writing about these topics but we can actually have a lot of control over our habits and there's it's not just down to willpower there's some you know there's a lot of research that has been done on on habits and how they work and what triggers them and if you're aware of those things you'll be able to work with your habits much more efficiently and change them and yeah procrastination it usually is a habit so being aware of how to how habits work and how to how to work on them is really really helps you to fight procrastination as well yeah that's a great approach to it so i mean i think it's already really helpful if you if you think on each of these topics and and think how to apply to you specifically and what is relevant to your issues and everyone is facing some or all of these problems so awesome i think it's a good time to pitch our course And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just a little. It's what was covered on this episode is just a little yeah. part from of what is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't mention any URLs here because everything is available in the show notes. So it's um, mm-hmm. not necessarily on uh, the on the release date of the episode. But once the course is live and we start adding new chapters, so it's like this coming Monday, starting this coming Monday, the, the links will be in the show notes. So anyone can just go to the description of the podcast to find out more and how to sign up. And yeah. I think it would be a good mention that there will be a way to communicate with you, at least from time to time via forum for some feedback. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, of course, I will be on the forum uh, as much as I can. And and. It's definitely, uh, I think, an uh, important part of the course is to have have the possibility for that communication. So yeah, I'm gonna be on the forums as well. Awesome. So I just 
obviously encourage everyone who is not on the platform yet to sign up this course yeah, uh, yeah. alone is worth it it's just uh, yeah from yeah absolutely and i would encourage people to sign up on the forums or, or be active on the forums instead of emailing me because i mean you can always email me of course and i'm i'm glad to help if i can but really it's the forum is a really great way for everyone to benefit from this so if you have any questions or concerns just post them up on the forum and so everyone else can benefit from it as well oh, and yeah. we can just make it a, a really good like uh, additional resource for the course yeah, knowledge base i mean I, yeah i so much agree and i mentioned this oftentimes and it's not because i don't want to to talk to artists by email i do this all the time it's just because yeah your question may be something that's interests a lot of other um, yeah it usually is yeah yeah so that's that's just something some the, the idea behind it because mm-hmm. yeah, there are existing discussions you may find something yeah cool. Yeah, as an yeah. addition to the course awesome so thank you so much for these insights lots of great stuff in here more is available on the courses we discussed so it's yeah um, did we mention the name already uh no i don't think <laughs> i actually so, yeah. remember that that we we should probably so, mention the full name so do you mind yeah smart productivity for musicians so just yeah just yeah i don't think we should mention the long name here but smart productivity for musicians it's just something that is we've been working on for a long time and we're just very happy to be finally be able to release it for you yeah so yeah on that note uh, once again the links are in the show notes we're wrapping this up thanks a lot for being a guest at the anniversary 50th edition of the wisping recipes podcast thank you thank you it was an honor Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Ulpo for the insights and the calls, of course. And you just heard it. If you're not a member of Wispin yet, uh, just head over to the page linked to in the show notes. Sign up from that page. Uh, get full access to the Wispin platform. So let me emphasize, it's not just the course. You get access to everything within Wispin all the hours of video lessons, uh, text lessons, the growth tactics, the forum. You'll get access to everything and it's for free during the 10 days trial. Then it's uh, $15 per month and you can uh, cancel and subscribe anytime if you want to. No long-term commitment. Um, And yeah, so sign up, try it out and start getting new lessons from Ilpo's Smart Productivity course. And be sure to ask questions on the forum. Uh, let's have a discussion with Ilpo, me and other Wispin members. I'm really excited about these and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side. Thank you. You have been listening to the Wispin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wispin12.com. Wispin.